0: The atmosphere is changed, nothing stays the same. Heaven is
1: His name, a darkness is fleeing. Mercy raining down, healing waters flow.
2: morning, we're going to look at the book of Nehemiah. We want to talk about rebuilding or restoring the breach. Nehemiah chapter 4. I will just look at verses 1 to 9 for now. Nehemiah 4, 1 to 9. In the interest of time, I'll just read it quickly, you can catch up later on. But so it happened when Sambalat heard that they were rebuilding the wall, that he was furious and was indignant and mocked the Jews. And he spoke before his brethren and, and the army of Samaria and said, what are these feeble Jews doing? Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? Will they complete it in a day? Will they revive the stones from the heap of rubbish, stones that are burnt? Now, Tobiah the Ammonite was beside him and said, Whatever they build, if even a fox goes upon it, he will break down their stone wall. Hear, O Lord, for we are despised. Turn their reproach on their heads and give them as plunder to a land of captivity. Do not cover their iniquity. Do not let their sin be blotted out from before you, for they have provoked you to anger before the builders. So we built the wall, and the entire wall was joined together up to half its height, for the people had a mind to work. Now it happened when Sambala, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, the Ashadites, heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored, that the gaps were, being, were beginning to be closed, that they became very angry. And all of them conspired together to come and attack Jerusalem and create confusion. Nevertheless, we made our prayer to our God. And because of them, we set a watch against them night and day. And I'll just pause there for a while. Just a bit of background information. As quickly as possible, because if I go into the history of this thing, it will probably take quite a while. But based on the prophetic word, a number of things had to happen in God's timing, his calendar. Jerusalem established, Jerusalem taken into captivity, Jerusalem destroyed, Jerusalem rebuilt, and then Christ came. Right? So that's God's calendar. So... God will raise up persons for each particular assignment. And Nehemiah was the one chosen to rebuild Jerusalem. Nehemiah was actually born in captivity. He has never seen Jerusalem. He has never seen the temple. But in his heart, he has a yearning and a longing for a restoration. Based on what what he read in the book of Daniel what he knew in the book of Jeremiah. So, he, as a cupbearer for the king at the time, which was Esther's stepson, had this yearning to go and rebuild because God placed it upon his heart. And he went and looked at it, heard what was happening, the walls down, the temple destroyed, the entire Jerusalem in desolation, and he's he said, no, based on God's word, this must be fixed. So, Nehemiah is the one that had a responsibility Good. We're not going to pause this rebuilding process. So, the king actually gave him permission to go. He gave him letters, signed and sealed and stamped. He gave him permission to use his army as escort. He had permission to to talk to the keeper of the forest to get... Lumber to rebuild whatever he needed. So he went with the blessing of the king. I'm wondering if anybody if that sounds familiar to anybody. We are going to Kimona Heights with the blessing of the king. We are afraid of no faces, of no reputation, of no history because the king said you must go and rebuild so we have permission so Nehemiah had permission he had a signed sealed document so he was quite secure now let's go back over to chapter 4 because after his initial reconnaissance his due diligence he realized what had to be done, and everything was put in place for that wall to be rebuilt. Now, I've mentioned earlier that the city of Jerusalem had to be rebuilt the temple, city, and wall. But we have to do things in order. The wall must be priority because it is that wall that, well, you know the function of a wall keep out unwanted, keep in persons who need to be there yeah. against animals, against the enemy, against whatever it is. So the wall is necessary. You ever notice when I'm putting up a new building in uh, Jamaica, they put a zinc fence around it, and then you're wondering what is going on behind that fence until the thing finish and then pull it down. You say, wait is when that building go up. They put a the wall first. Keep out prying eyes, keep out unwanted persons, and so on. So the wall had to be rebuilt first. So we're not going to look at the rebuilding of the temple. That was Ezra's job. We're not looking at the rebuilding of the city itself. That's the Jews' job. I'm talking about the rebuilding of the wall, which was the first thing that Nehemiah had to do. That was his assignment. right? So that had to be done. So Nehemiah decided to rebuild with the blessing of the king. But then, of course, we know that with whatever you choose to do on behalf of the king, you will always have opposition. So, it happened. Sambalat heard he was building the wall. He was furious. Right? And of course, these two guys are so famous for the wrong reasons in scripture. Sambalat and Tobiah. And you wonder, why is it that these two guys oppose the wall? Why are they being a nuisance to Jeremiah? We have to understand the history. Some Sambalat is a Moabite. Tobias is an Ammonite. And of course, you know the history of the um, the, Moabites and the Ammonites and the instruction that God, God gave. They were the ones who opposed the Jews coming into Canaan, into the promised land. They refused to give them water and, and, and goods and so on. So God kind of cut them off and said, it's all right, leave them alone. They are descendants of Lot. And I have given them in their inheritance. Don't trouble them. Go another way. So these two nations, they just, everything that, whenever the Jews seem to be prospering, it, it gets them mad. They have nothing, they, they hope that this, these nations are people would just disappear. So they were very antagonistic and hostile towards the Jews. So they, anything, whenever it seemed as if they are prospering, it upset them greatly. So they realized that there was favor for the Jewish nation and they opposed it. So, and you see it probably in uh, Nehemiah 2.10, thereabouts. So they were mocked. And they jeered. And it's not uncommon that whenever we decide to change our lives, whenever we hear the word of God, whenever we get saved, our hearts are convicted. You, without a doubt, will hear the mocking and the jeering and the teasing, especially if they know where you're coming from. So if you know that you used to dance from pole or a bartender or some late of the night or um, some violence producer or gang member, what, murderer, whatever it is. When they see when they, if they know where you're coming from, they tend to be judgmental and say, you know what? I don't think this is going to last. May I give you 90? Two weeks. Anybody ever get any two week and time anybody? Only me alone? You get nine? Anybody else get any time period as to to, to to find yourself back into the world? I'm quite sure. I wouldn't even tell what happened to me because I shouldn't even be here. Because church may go and then push me off of the bench and push me off of the panel ground. One lady. I have to be politically correct. I can't say fat. Um fluffy? Um what we can say, women get in trouble. She was kind of biggish. And we go take her seat because I sit, first may we'll come at church. And she had come there for 50 years and after I fear I seat, so she pushed me out. With her button, boof, straight up and ground. Well I forgive her. That was the same night I got baptized. But, um, but that people tend to ridicule. They, t- they tend to mock. They tend to jeer. And when you look at the, what are these feeble Jews doing? What, what is it that you are do, uh, doing Lawrence? You, You? You have record? Uh-uh. You? You have so much girl. What are you doing? You can't even manage church work. But the thing about disappointment and discouragement is that when you mix it with a little truth, that is when you really take effect. So they might not tell total life and you, know. they put putting some little truth in it, and, yet, and that is what bother you. So when they talk about the feeble Jews, the Jews were indeed feeble, they were not builders. They were in captivity for seventy years, almost long over time of years. The, when you look at verse chapter three, you have perfumers, you had jewellers, you had teachers, you had pharmacists. Who else again? People from all different types of profession building a wall. So they were actually feeble. They were in captivity. They were probably malnourished, underfed. They were discouraged, and so on. So they were physically and spiritually feeble. So, so they were right. Can you build a wall? Absolutely not. You don't know how to mix mortar and cement. You're born go and spool in your mouth. So they were indeed feeble. Will they fortify themselves? Will they offer sacrifices? In other words, will they now ask God for help? Will they sacrifice an- animals unto God and say, God, we need your help? So the jeering, the mocking, the, the, the um, discouragement started. But Nehemiah was a man of prayer. He started out with prayer. He prayed to God and said, God, my fathers have sinned. Now, this man has never seen Jerusalem or the temple. He may not have nothing for the overthrow of the, 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 the city, the nation. But he, his four fathers were in captivity. He was born in captivity. Yet he had this passion for the restoration of this place. Probably some persons within, inside here don't even know where Kimona Heights is. Never been there. But that don't stop you from praying for the team not going. That don't stop you from praying for the ministry. That don't stop you from praying for salvation of souls. Taking that particular city. So Nehemiah has never been there. But he had a passion for the his, his people that God placed in his heart because eventually, Jesus had to come through these people. And he had to come to a Jerusalem that was... Up and running, open for business. So he was a man of prayer. Now, will they complete it in a day? Absolutely not. That's not possible. But when you are telling somebody, say, I'm at six year though, nine, you don't. But you, care. you never pass one. And it know make no sense. You even study. You have computer for the online class. You don't have my wife, Wi-Fi or Internet. You know how to work. So the discouragement will come with truth mixed with discouragement. Right? And it is if you listen to that report and say, you know what, that's true. I don't think I can't pay my school fee for go to university in September. You know, it says me even better apply. I've done my to do turn pharmacist and get my doctorate. I'm going to be a nurse. But I have the CXC, but I don't have the school fee. So guess what? It doesn't make no sense. I not I lie from the pit of hell. So, will they complete in a day? It cannot. But, if the work will continue consistently, if you continue to make yourself present at our Sunday service, our um, Bible study, our Zoom meetings, our prayer groups, if you continue to get involved in the things of God, in the people of God, in the company of the people of God, then you have a... It is more a progressive... It's it's a, a... Work in progress. So... You might get saved now, yes, but that no means I you start to preach tomorrow. You are no evangelist the very next day. Or you start prophesy. It is a process. Three and a half years, Paul, who used to name Saul, had to be taught by the Holy Spirit before he start minister. Elisha was called to be Elijah's replacement. He poured water on the hand of Elijah for twelve years. David is appointed king over Israel. And he run up and down and hide in a cave for twelve years. I run from Saul. Joseph had his dream. And people are gonna worship him and bow down him, brother them. But he passed through some pit and some prison on the way. Thirteen years later. So it's a process. It cannot be done in a day. So do not be discouraged and say, you know, I lost no time in a church. And if you plan for go to Bible school and not make no sense, it will not be done a day. So it's a process. Will they revive the stones from the heap of rubbish? Now this wall broken down, mash up. Anybody see the pictures of the explosion in Lebanon the other day? It was basically a bomb. Ammonium nitride, 2,700 tons stored in one place for six years. That's a disaster waiting to happen. And when it actually went off, it it took down 158 dead so far, over 6,000 injured. But look at the picture after. With the stones and the rubble and the destruction and desolation. That look like it can fix. It look, it's talking about some task. After an earthquake, you ever saw the place look? It just looked discouraging and overwhelming. So the walls of, of Jerusalem were broken down into, in such a state that the heaps of rubbish pile up so high that just to look at it, you get tired already. Whenever I come home from hard day I work and see people turn the place upside down, every plate in the kitchen, dirty. And you know you have to go clean up all that before you even start cook. Sometimes it can be depressing. But it must be done. So the heap of rubbish was so much that it, it, it sometimes felt discouraging. And that is what the enemy used and said, look at all of that in front of you now. How you are going to move it, all of them rubbish there? Look upon the way you are lived your life for the past 20, 25 years. Look at the, 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 the continuous bad decisions you are making in your life that cause all of this rubbish to pile up. Look at your relationships. Look at your present situation. A pile of rubbish. You make a mistake. Can it be removed, revived? Absolutely. So, so the rubbish was there. The stones were there. Where am I? Stones, um, yes, the heap of rubbish, stones that are burnt. Because, of course, you know the city was destroyed and burnt down. So, the, so even the very stones that in the rubbish, black soot, um, you ever seen fire destroy, burn up building, everything black, right? Because of the soot, the, the the carbon. So the question is asked: Can they be revived? Absolutely. A lot of us have been burnt in our lifetime. Burnt by rejection, burnt by bad relationships, burnt by family members, burnt by co-workers within our communities. And we have the scars to prove it. Scars of bitterness, resentfulness, unforgiveness. We have the burnt scars to show that. But can they be revived? Absolutely. Absolutely. Because as much as you burn upon stone, it's still st- sturdy and strong. It's just the outside that is burnt. And when we become washed by the blood of Jesus, then all of that gets washed away. And we're not white again. And the smile again on our faces. And we will have beautiful ashes. Oops, beautiful ashes, what is that? I've heard it a number of times. First of all, let me tell you what about ashes. In times of mourning, during the in, in Jewish culture, they would kind of, kind of sit in ashes and tear their garments and put ashes on the head and dirt and all them thing as a sign of mourning. So as soon as they see them, you know that they're mourning something not right, right? And they head full of dirt. <laughs> but when God says, I'll give you beauty for ashes, what beauty is, the, the, the Hebrew word pear means a cro- an, an, a, an ornament, a crown, a fancy headwear, a pretty hat. So instead of putting ashes on your head, you have a bose hat, a pretty so I give you beauty, pyre, an ornament of beauty, an ornament, a fashionable ornament instead of. So as long as you see that person, you know that them joy, come, them joyful, bad, bad, bad. So beauty for ashes. So when our, these stones that are burnt in our lives become washed by the blood, we're still strong, we can still be used for his glory, because we have been healed. Whitewashed. I want to tell you, know, whitewash is like a miracle chemical, you know. No matter how you see around building or wall or else, something, look dilapidated and faded and thing. Just paint it with some whitewash. You're frightened for seed. Frightened for seed. That's exactly how the blood of Jesus cleanses us. You're frightened for see way. clean brand new so the stones are burnt so the question they're asking is can this be done Jesus is saying absolutely just accept me as Lord and Savior I will transform your world I will rebuild your walls I will restore the breaches so Tobiah, the Ammonite, whatever they built, even if a fox goes up on it, he will break it down. All the Bible study and Sunday school and thing teaching, where I get. It no make no sense. All the preach, Pastor Wayne and Pastor Melody and all of the officers, they preach to now. All the want I learn about this Jesus and how no life I go, all of a sudden get... Transformed. It not gonna work because all that go happen is that the first piece of challenge, the first piece of trouble lick you, you're going straight back. So even if two rent never go catch you one time on to pay, I then cut off your light bill. Chances are you're gonna throw up one like one wire. And if you are rent no pay, you can't just go buy one lotto. Buy a lotto. Help God. So the slightest little problem will lick you in a, your spiritual walk. You're going right back. If a gentleman we live with for 20 years, we you going to get saved, where you go sleep? He might put you out. Where you going to do? i give you two weeks. So the slightest little problem like you, you're going straight back. So even if a fox go up and a wall you be a little bit broke down. The devil is a liar. Hallelujah. Right? Hallelujah. This is... Just imagine building this huge wall around this city of Jubilee Worship Centre, Valleys Road. This is Jerusalem. Huge wall. It's a fence, that wall. This wall is not totally continuous. You must have access. You agree? Must have access to enter, to leave. So, if you have access, that means you must have gates. Must have gates. Interestingly. Jerusalem had about 10 gates. Two were later added. Gate of Ephraim and another one. But the main ones are about 10 gates surrounding Jerusalem that allowed access for particular purposes. Right? And and we see that in Nehemiah chapter 3. So while they build the walls, they also had to repair the gates. So I caution you, When you're rebuilding your walls of your relationships, your walls of your spiritual walk, your righteousness, there must be access by the Holy Spirit and by the things of God. Don't shut it out. So the walls, the gates of Jerusalem, there were ten of them. And each gate had a significance. And the significance is basically outlined your spiritual journey. Your spiritual journey, each gate. So if you look in Nehemiah 3, verse 1, it tells about the sheep gate. And this is a gate that they used to prepare the sheep for sacrifice. Wash, make sure everything alright, and then go and make sacrifices to the temple. This is The significance is that the Lamb of God who was sacrificed, died for our sins, so that we may have life, right? Next gate, chap- verse 3, the, f- the fish gate. This opened up into the sea of Galilee. So when the fishermen ca- catch them fish, they come through this particular gate and them go sell straight to market. This is symbolic of evangelism, right? So we get saved, then evangelism. The third gate, verse 6, is it the old gate, ancient gate. This is symbolic of your mentorship and your teaching the truth, the old truth of God. We're not talking about no new age message. Old truth. Right? This is about mentorship. So you get saved through evangelism and now you are being mentored. Right? Verse 13. The valley gate. Have you noticed how far 6 from 13? That will show you how long you are going to stay in that valley. Because this is a period of growth. Your spiritual Christian growth. The valley is where they plant crops. This is what sustain them as a nation. They plant it inside of the city. Then plant it outside of the city. On flat land, near water. So that is your experience, your growth, your spiritual growth. Right? Then after the valley gate, in verse 14, you have the dung, the refuge gate. I think the King James said the dung gate. Now, this is the gate that you carry out all of the rubbish from out of the city, go dump it. Car go out of the river town city. Right? So this is after that valley experience and the mentorship, every rubbish in your life, you have to get rid of it. And you get rid of it through your spiritual growth. When you teach about your fruit as your spirit and, and all of the word of God and all of that, you say, no, no, I cannot keep this bitterness and this resentment anymore. I cannot afford to be so unforgiving. Let me get rid of it. So you dump all of your rubbish. Take it out of the city. Get it out of your heart. So this is not get it. Refuge gate. Next gate right beside it is the fountain gate. When you don't use bathroom, you have to wash your hands. Not true. So the fountain gate they're right beside the refuge gate. And this is symbolic of the Holy Spirit. That now work, 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 cleanses you. So after you dump all of your rubbish and, and get rid of the mess, you get cleaned up by the Holy Spirit at the fountain gate. Next to the fountain gate is a water gate. Water gate is symbolic of, the, symbolic of the word of God. This gate empties out into the brook where they have to get water supply coming into the city. As a matter of fact, when Jerusalem was under siege in the Hezekiah time and they block it off, Hezekiah get the money to dig tunnel under the ground in city and go to the water. And water keep coming into the city and them don't know them. They are siege out hell. So this water gate is symbolic of the word of God. And this is the only gate that was not repaired. If you look at Nehemiah 33. Every single gate was repaired, except this one. And different persons repaired different gates. The priest, this, this, and one thing. This is the only one, because God no need no help with the word. The word stands forever. So the water gate represents the word. After the water gate, verse 26, I believe, you have the horse gate. Now, this is a gate was built by Solomon because of, as you know, the power of the army is in your strength of your horses and chariots. So th- when I go to battle, this is the gate they exit and enter uh, through to go to battle, and this is a gate that come back in after war. This is symbolic of warfare. Within your spiritual journey, you will have warfare. You go fight, and if you don't believe me, check Nehemiah and Sambalat and Tobiah, and all them Pure fight. As, long as, as soon as you get saved, all of a sudden, when you used to earn a certain amount of money, every minute you broke. You, you'd have never believed. you a better middle there. How much you used to earn? Nearly ten million a year. I never ask you how much you earn. now, because I know nobody No, right? But this, this signifies warfare. So that's the horse gate. Beside the horse gate, you have the east gate. Verse twenty. Nine, I believe. <clears throat> now, the east gate is the gate that Jesus entered through during the return into Jerusalem. On the donkey. On Palm Sunday. Right? But after that, it was shut. That gate is sealed. And it is sealed because it waiting as his, his, his return. When him step out of the cloud and step on the Mount of Olive with a big foot. And we see that in Ezekiel 44, verse 3 that's the east gate is symbolic of the return of Christ so if you notice this is the journey right and then the last the number 10 gate is the, the mifkat gate in verse 31 the mifkat gate is an inspection gate them line out all of the soldier them and inspect them before them go to battle to see who worthy who not ready who can manage and then them do them separation this is the mifkat gate and this is symbolic of the Judgment and th- the, the, the God's judgment. When all of us have to line up, and then Him will do all assessment and say, "Who worthy for going in kingdom? or who? I gotta go elsewhere." And then right next to the mithkat gate is a sheep gate. So it starts with the sheep, ends with the sheep. Verse thirty-two. Everything starts with Jesus and ends with Jesus. So the entire restructuring of the wall and its gates is a spiritual journey from salvation to judgment. And if you do not repair these gates to allow access or deny access, then the enemy can come at any time and stress you out. So I to stress you out a little COVID thing. Huh? But we serve our God. Who know exactly where Covid come from, I know if you deal with it. I'm not ready yet. Because the world not yet take a knee for Jesus. They take knee for fly ding and flag and inequality and gay rights and all kind of something, something. Until the world take a knee for Jesus. And will the and say I can't breathe. They say I can finally breathe. Because I've been washed by the blood. So it's a journey, so the walls had to be rebuilt, the gates had to be repaired. But the people on the side for f- pressure them. Sambalat, Tobiah, the Arabians, the Samarians. My man get all them friend and company of them to try to get up on you. So they tried it with mocking. They tried discouragement, still no work. Because every time they come, them I have to goes straight back in a prayer. And exactly how we need to deal with these challenges. Instead of going back to the world, instead of a compromise, all very spiritual righteousness, we need to go straight back to God Himself. Say, God, help me. Need to rebuild these walls. I need to repair these breaches. I need to restore the walls. I can't manage the rubbish to pile up too high. The work overwhelming. We can't manage four prayer meetings a day, plus Bible study, plus church, plus work, plus business, plus one hope or something, something. Help straight to God. And of course, the picnic of them. Right? So, I hear, oh God. Right back to prayer. We are despised. Turn the reproaches. Do not cover the iniquity. And after prayer, back to work. Back to work. We built the wall. The entire wall is joined together. Half the height for the people had a mind to work. If you look at in Nehemiah 3, again, one of the things that Nehemiah did, and I'm smart enough, all that section of the wall, in front of a particular person's house, they had to repair it. It's a gate out 36 and 38 Valdez Road. If that broke down, guess who will fix it? You think a parish council? You think your MP? Or oh, a counselor? Are the guys that are ripe and bike down the road? Eh? We better fix that. As long as it is left unwalled. The place full of goat. As a matter of fact, Mr. that was a while ago, and the persons come and go have access. So, if you do not repair that portion of wall in front of your house, you have access. You're in, your immediate family in danger because the enemy have instant access to you. While well, me fix my one. It's too high, then can't jump over. And then guess what? I'm going to put some camera up on top. I'm going to have it on my phone. If you ever come over my wall, I'm going to pick it up on my phone. But you know, fix your own. And then you have total access, your family are the first one I struggle. So each person had to repair the wall directly in front of their house. So they had to make up their mind and say, you know what? For, my, for the safety of me and my family, I better get this done. In our spiritual lives, we better fix those breaches, those gaps, because if we decide, say, you know, say, now about the smoking thing, when we used to smoke. But every time you're bridging, come check your that like a giant weed. You beg him like a draw. Don't close the gap, no. If you know you're rummed, take see at your rum bar. You have to close the gaps. So they had a mind make up the mind that I am going to do the will of the Lord and as soon as they do that it, with prayer you notice that the, the, the wall started to rise to reach half the height half the height now enemy vex again because we should backslide already we still lay at church even with the social distancing and the virus are growing we still come to church we are not afraid COVID get COVID Not at all. The work is to be done. So they tried another strategy. Sambalat, Tobiah, the Arabs, the Ammonites, the Ashadites heard that the walls of Jerusalem were being restored and the gaps were being closed, that they became very angry. No, you used to wear a skirt. all of a sudden Mrs. Skirt, I get longer. Reach out longer, so. Them boys used to wear them pants down. I uh, can't, can't understand that part. Somebody have to explain it to me. But them used to have the pants dropped down, them down All of a sudden, the pants start come up and start to wear belt. The tattoo then cover up and the earrings then come out. And them look, kind of look decentish. Gap starting to close. Because the Spirit of God starts to convict you. You're just not comfortable anymore with the guys from the corner and rub up your thing down your hand, me you're not comfortable anymore. I stop a beat, a beat of juice after work. You're not comfortable anymore in the company of certain persons. So the gaps are beginning to close. So you're on the right path, and the enemy do not like that. So he might go try another strategy. And this one, I know. First, him try again mocking and jeering. Then him try discouragement. This what I'm trying to Intimidation. If we don't think no bad, come a kimona heights and a kailand and can see the gunman named no to no. Where is if we do go at aspen? And if you go up Adela over the one out, the clansman territory, may you say to kidnap people up there. No go. If you try intimidation. So the Arabs, the Ammonites, the Ashadites heard, and all of them conspired together. To come and attack Jerusalem. So they're threatening them with violence, I know. Violence, I'm threatening them with. But guess why Nehemiah not even worried one bit? You can't tell me why? Alright, I'm going to tell you now. Since I don't know remember, I'm going to tell you now. Jeremiah had a letter, from, I mean, Nehemiah. Let me keep saying Jeremiah. Nehemiah had a letter from the king, signed, sealed, and delivered. Nobody can't trouble him we have access God gave us his word see we letter we have access because this word signed sealed and delivered by the holy spirit all with fire it stamp so all the try them trying to intimidate you it now to work them can only talk right so he has his letter and he had his God so even though him have a letter of protection him still go to God in prayer, right? So the gap starting to, 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 to close. Now, Sambalat, uh, I mentioned earlier that he's a Moabite, even though the Bible says he's a Haranite. Haran, Haran is a city in Moab, so this really come from Moab. So he's a Moabite. Tobiah is an Ammonite. Then you have the Arabs. Would you believe that all of them people are relatives of the Jew? Moab a man of Lot Lot nephew. The Arabs are descendants of Ishmael. Ishmael and Abram So all of them are the Jews relative. And yet they behave their way there. Let me ask you this. When you start to prosper, when no family are they happy? When well, they get saved, I'll let them rejoice. When you get your first degree, my girl, everybody they happy for you? When you get in a university, everybody they happy? i not talking about family members, I'm you know, not talking about the, everybody else. Not at all. These persons were relatives of the are the Jewish people but them hate them with a passion they hate them for all kind of reasons they deny them access to the Canaan and God have to clear the way and let them through them vex because Ishmael you know get the recognition of like Isaac all kind of story story and family mix up so they were intimidating No. Um Moab Amman Amman means tribal ready for war. The Arabs the, the, the Arabs Arabs were the descendants of mission. The Arabs mean, uh, mean mixed, because they are basically nomads. Mixed, so the Arabs mix the Ammanites tribal, and um, with the next one here? The Ashadites Now these basically are people from Palestine. they all over the place. But they worship God. You know, you're about Ashadite Poland and kind of something. And But the name Ashadite means I will spoil. So look at this, you know. The mix up, the spoiling, and the tribal. Tribal means they're not at war with you over your very own something. So the very wallet is being restored, your very life Spiritual life that is being restored. You are going to have opposition from family members who are tribal, who are mixed, are kind of mix up and blend that they come associated with, are, from, are by witchcraft, by the Ashadites. And I don't even have to ask nobody inside if you've ever experienced all of that because I tell you, yes, it happened. If they can't catch you one way, not catch you the next. And then we'll resort to witchcraft. We try to make your head dance. Both here are going to university. I'm from a picnic also. So, they use that other tactic. Intimidation. And that is very spirit that them carry with them. But guess what? Nehemiah said, nevertheless, we will make our prayer to our God. And because of them, we set a watch against them night and day. Nevertheless, we will make a prayer to our God. Take prayer feet again. So, regardless of what your family member or try, go in prayer. Don't go lick fists with them. Regardless of all kind of mix up I go on, hold your peace. No lick no fists and trace. Regardless of what kind of witchcraft and sprinkle something, they must sprinkle at your doorway. The blood of Jesus and you draw a spiritual um, line of fire around the place and declare over your lint to your doorway and your window we are everything that Jesus Christ is Lord over this place. Take prayer feet. because we're closing the gaps. We're rebuilding our walls. But Nehemiah said we prayed. Then we set a watch night and day. He said Jesus said watch and pray. You remember that instruction there? Jesus Himself, you know, watch and pray. So if you decide, say, "I yeah, go pray," and leave that. That that you will be lazy. A laziness that. If you decide, say, "I yeah, only watch and you know, pray," that is arrogance. That should say, "No need God. You do it in your own. You know your own strength." The two must go together: watch and pray. So while Nehemiah and them people are my pray, them now take them eye off of the enemy. Because them know the potential. They know what they're capable of doing. Keep your eye upon them. In intercession, you have to be vigilant. You have to maintain that prayer life. You have to be able to discern. Watch and pray. We have a letter, yes, in the Bible. We have the assurance that God will take care of it. But we still have to watch the enemy. No, take nothing for granted. Because these gaps, these gaps must be Close. the breaches must be restored the wall must be rebuilt we cannot have our walls or our lives unwalled yeah unwalled unwalled you know what I mean not true you. you cannot be unwalled you must have a wall a hedge around your spiritual life otherwise the enemy will have access so the restoration must come through prayer through intercession through the word through meditation through worship uh, uh, which, as we all know how because our spiritual journey that we're on which will end when Christ return we're still on it and as long as we are on it the enemy will try find another strategy to stress you antagonism uh, um, intimidation sickness Attack, attack! attack your health. All kind of something. You have some wayward picnic. And you look like them not, them not take no talk. Continue to watch and pray. So. We have our walls to rebuild. Because it has been broken down. Globally. The all demolished. Coronavirus is showing the nations of this world how unstable and insecure and unprepared they are. Not for no nuclear weapon, nor no major catastrophe. One well, look virus. And everybody under pressure. Well, most nations, well, all nations of the world, even those who have no case of coronavirus, they're under pressure too. You know why? Because borders close and they can't get import and export nothing. Them industry then lockdown. Visitors stop. Nobody from America can come at them place again, because them banned them. So the tourism section mash up. The agriculture section mash up. The health system mess up. The the, 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 the food security in a mess. The entire world that is at needs. So there must be a rebuilding. The way they are trying to rebuild is to find vaccine. But when you have over hundred and forty strains of the COVID. We don't you know how easy it is to find a vaccine. As you find you want, it for one, it, it mutates. So I, I wish them all the best with that. That rebuilding must be that the nations of this world return to Christ. Their spiritual lives must be rebuilt. All of the Western nations, the, the, the Presbyterian church starting in Western Europe. And all of a sudden Europe kick out Jesus and Christ out of them society. They are no longer interested in God. They go glad to see God come back here now. We are going to shut down the Vatican. There must be a rebuilding. And rebuilding, we have to rebuild our economies. We have to rebuild the structures that are in place within the economy so that we do things properly this time. Instead of depending on tourism as our main source of income, it should be agriculture. Food security is more important than visitors that come here. So we have to rebuild our structures. We have to restore the breaches. But we cannot do it without the King of Kings, who have given us a letter, a sealed letter, for permission to have access to whatever we need for that rebuilding process. And for that we give thanks. We give thanks. So I ask you this. Is there anyone among us who have not yet accepted Jesus of Lord and Savior? Anybody at all? Anybody? Because that's the first, 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 first step in the rebuilding process to rebuild your lives. You have to have step prayer, you have to go through the sheep gate. Apostle, we have a church full of saved people that took Glory to God But there may be persons among us Whose walls have been broken down Or in disrepair Or there are breaches within it That needs to be closed Restored And you need prayer Anybody? Okay, we have a church full of intercessors Who decide to watch and pray Excellent come girls hallelujah father we thank you
0: been so so good There's no shadow you won't Light up, mountain you won't Climb up, coming after Me There's no wall you won't I don't deserve it, still you give yourself away All the overwhelming, never-ending, reckless love Hallelujah
2: Hallelujah Father, we also want to give you thanks. We thank you, Father God, just for the privilege to be here. Hallelujah. We thank you for your people. We thank you, Father God, that you have considered us as we seek to rebuild our broken down walls. As we repair the breach, we'll close the gaps. I thank you for your daughter. And your Holy Spirit knows all things. I don't need to ask her anything. And Father, we declare right now that the walls of our life will be restored, will be repaired. The gaps will be closed. There will be no access to the enemy. Father, as we open our hearts to let you in, allow us to close our spirits to shut out unrighteousness. So, Father, we thank you for your daughter. And we declare this day that her life will be transformed as her walls has been repaired in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for the privilege to be in your presence. We thank you, Father God. Even with the circumstances that faces us nationally and internationally even locally with procedures with protocols with changes in our lifestyle that we have to adapt to because it is now the law of the land we pray that your spirit will guide us we pray father god for your protection even from this virus we pray that we, we are covered under the blood of Jesus. There is no access for COVID. None. It's not the mask that will stop them. It is the blood of Jesus. And not the sanitizer and the wash hand that will sanitize, sanctify us. It's the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. It is not no social distancing. We will keep far from everybody. We get closer to Jesus. the Father, we thank you. We honor you. And we say thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Amen.